ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Thank you, Newcastle. I love you, Zay. Give me something. That's Caelan Ponga. Busted shoulder on ice, being bathed in adulation from nearly 30,000 Newcastle fans as the Knights edged into the second week of the finals. It wasn't that long ago that those in Steel City weren't so sure about him. A multi-million dollar star who seemed to save his best moves for Queensland and TikTok while finding off-field trouble. Today we're going to break down how he won them over and how deep he might take the Knights into finals. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily. Nick Hampton writes Rugby League for ABC Sport. Campo, it feels like Newcastle has fallen for Kalen Ponga all over again. And for a time, it seemed that they were a bit on the fence. Can you break down the ingredients that led to an almost anti-Ponga cocktail? The Ponga story in, in Newcastle is one that's got a few different elements to it. I, I think it's important to remember the position the club was in when they signed him. You know, they were coming off the back of three wooden spoons in a row. There was a season in there where they only won one game. They were as low as, as that very proud club has ever been. And, and signing Caelan Ponga was, that was kind of the, the moment things turned. You know, he was the best young player in the league when he was coming through at North Queensland. There wasn't a side in the entire competition that wouldn't have, that wouldn't have laid out the money to, to try and keep him. And then as soon as he arrived in Newcastle, he was something of a sensation. He was a, a Dally M runner-up in his, in his rookie campaign in the NRL. And all the talent that we'd sort of all been hearing about for, for years and years as he was coming through the ranks was right there on the surface. But player development is very rarely a linear process. You know, there can be highs and lows and, and then sort of ebbs and flows in a, in a fellow's career. And, and Ponga certainly had that. There were some injury troubles. There were a couple of moves to 5'8". That didn't really work out. You know, there was a couple of off-field dramas that kind of slowed him down a little bit. I can definitely, the only thing I can do is, is live in the now and my actions moving forward. Uh, I can learn from that lesson. I can learn from that period of time. He was given the captaincy of the club maybe a little bit before his time. You know, there was a, a perception out there for a while that he played his best football for Queensland in State of Origin and, and not in Newcastle. You know, maybe he was coasting a little bit at club level, all those sorts of things. And... You know, some of those criticisms were fair and some of them weren't, but it all sort of added up to make this this season in particular a really important one for, for Kalen Ponga because as talented as he is, there's a lot of really talented guys. There's a lot of guys who can be good every couple of weeks, but Ponga's someone who's always had the ability to be one of the very best players in this sport. And I think it would be fair to say that before this season, and particularly before the back half of this season, he probably hadn't shown that for the Knights over the last couple of years as much as he could have. But um, over the last 10 weeks, I think we've seen a real turning point in his career, a real transformation from the player he was to the player he has now become. And I, I, and I think we're, we're really starting to see the very, very best of Kalen Ponga and what he's fully the capable of. Through the hands, gamble to Ponga. He beats the tackle of Reynolds over the 40, up to the 30. Support in field, doesn't need it. He stepped past Walsh. He stepped past the bloke that took his origin jumper and scores at the Caxton Street end of the cauldron. How about that from Kalen Ponga? And what he's fully capable of is, is the sort of thing that there's very, very few players in rugby league can match. So if we use that picture that you've painted around sort of background concerns, things that are perhaps within his control, be it contracts, be it the things he's doing off-field, and we set it against what happened to him 
on field at the start of this season that's very much kind of outside of his control, and that's concussion issues. And there were concerns, I think, understandably from within the Knights fandom, that maybe he's not going to be a sound investment given his ongoing issues with head knocks, fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. So the the Knights the Knights secured Ponga on a on a bumper contract extension last year when there was there was interest from other clubs. I know that the Dolphins went really really hard at him to try and secure him as one of their marquee signings, but he ends up staying with the Knights. And 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 while that process was going on, Ponga was having some real trouble with concussions. The Knights shut him down for a a big part of the back half of last season. At the end of the day, he's. Um copped a, a, a whack to the head and he's had a couple so we need to we need to go and get it all looked at. Earlier this year when he just tried to make the transition to 5-8 it was just in the second game of the season they were playing the Tigers up at Leichhardt Oval. Out comes short side right, big hit there on, the, oh he's hurt, Kalen Ponga that might be his head, he's gone down instantly as he tried to tackle the second row at Kapoa and he's down on the ground, trainer comes straight out. Louis, that looked uh, not good for Kalen Ponga right from the outset. The Knights were, were very, very careful with his, with his rehabilitation. They kept him sidelined for a lot longer than a lot of other clubs would have. And for a while there, it did really seem that, like, maybe his career was a little bit in the balance. Maybe these concussion troubles were going to really put a ceiling on, on, on what he could do for the Knights. When you add that into some of the other kind of growing pains he's had over the years, you know, like uh, the strange incident with Kurt Mann. The Newcastle Knights are investigating after video emerged of two of their star players being kicked out of a toilet cubicle at a pub on the weekend. Just, just a lot of little things, both win, within and without his control, that maybe damaged his standing as a player and as someone in the Newcastle community a little bit. But as we've seen over the last nearly three months now, things have certainly changed. And I, and I think Kalen Pong is on, now on the path that he was probably always meant to be on. It feels to me that so much of the conversation around him changed at origin time. Why was that? Well, he took, uh, took quite an extraordinary step in ruling himself out of, of the origin series in order to, to focus on, on Newcastle. And that's something that I think very, very few players would have the ability to do and very few players would have the wherewithal to do. You know, He sort of spoke at the time about how Newcastle had, had been very good to him and he felt like he hadn't repaid them. He hadn't sort of lived up to the billing or lived up to the contract and all, and, and all that sort of thing. And he wanted to put Newcastle first. I thanked him actually for, for not picking me for game one. I thanked him for allowing me to get back to playing footy and um, just focusing on what's important. And we spoke about in that phone call, that's where I am mentally, and I, I still want to stick to that. I still want to focus on the Knights. Our season's definitely not done. He sort of did that. He missed out on, on the Queensland Origin Series. He missed out on that great series win that they had. And with the way that Reese Walsh played uh, over the course of the series, you know, there's a chance that he might not get that jersey back for a really long time. So he really, really sacrificed something that's clearly very important to him to try and give back to Newcastle. But I think that's really, really paid off. And I think that you can see that in his form over the last over the last three months now as Newcastle's gone on this great, great run. And that'll be it. Nine straight wins for the boys from the Hunter. He's won... Newcastle back totally and utterly and now now he's going to be the, the king of Newcastle for as long as he wants to he'll, he'll never have to win these fans over again you know because he's already done it this one time by by giving up something that was so important to him um, just put everything I can mentally and physically towards the Knights and I, and I, and I thanked him for that um, wasn't until I stepped back and realized what I needed so uh, I won't be playing Origin 3. Ponga might have might have changed his long-term Origin legacy forever because, you know, who knows when he's going to get 
another chance. But in the short term, it's I think it's been really good for him and it's been really good for the Knights. And like I said before, I think his, his career has transformed over these last couple of months. So while he had to give up a lot to, to sort of get that transformation, I think in the short term, it's, it's definitely been worth it. A bit of a side note, but aside from the fact that Newcastle fans have galvanised behind him. Do you think it could alter the way players and clubs approach Origin? You know, here you have a megastar who's found his juice as the season has worn on, you know, so rare for those Origin-level talents. I think there's a chance that clubs could perhaps try and use this as an example to get players to either skip Origin or stop playing it early or rule themselves out or something like that. But I think from from the standpoint of the players, it's important to remember that Kalen Ponga is a bit of a special case. He'd already had a, a really good origin career to this point. I think when Queensland won the series in 2022, he was the best player across the three games. To the right, Cherry Evans away to Ponga. Ponga gets through one, two. He's over. He scores. The Maroons are in front. That's the sort of thing that some players go a lifetime trying to achieve. He's the sort of player who has the talent and the ability to say, well, I'm not going to play Origin this year, but I'll make myself available again next year. And and his talent might just demand selection. Like, that's how good he is. Not every player sort of has that has that luxury. You know, most players are fighting and scrapping and scraping just to get into Origin just the once. While I could definitely see clubs pointing to this example in an effort to get guys to sort of preserve themselves for, for, the, for the regular NRL season, I do think Pong is something of a special case. If there were any lingering questions about Ponga's commitment to the Newcastle cause, how did a clash with Jesse Raymond silence them? The thing about Newcastle fans is I think they like their, their players the best when they're battling through injury and play well anyway. You know what I mean? They love a bird with a broken wing. Ponga's down injured. Best claims the try. Players come together. It's not his head. He's hurt his arm or his hand or something, Caelan Ponga. So that's the good news. But he'll be on report. He might even be in the bin. Jesse Ramian. He's still with the trainer, Ponga. He is wincing too. That collision with Jesse Ramian really knocked Ponga around. I think that shoulder injury gave him a lot more trouble than uh, than the Knights were, were ever letting on. You know, I ticked off a lot of things today uh, in my mind on playing. So, yeah, I'll do everything I can to manage what I can leading into the game. But to be honest, I, I do feel pretty good. But he managed to, to play through the pain. He's got this crazy big shoulder guard on at the moment that makes his shoulders look pretty lopsided. But as you could see in the win over Canberra on Sunday, it, it doesn't stop him from being one of the very best players in the competition. And... I think that performance on Sunday is, is, I think it's the most important performance of Kalen Ponga's career because he's someone who's always been in the spotlight, right? His career began in the spotlight. He, he debuted in a sudden death semifinal between the Cowboys and the Broncos. But that was seven years ago now. And that semifinal that he debuted in, until Sunday, that was the only semifinal he'd ever won, you know? So he'd had, big, he'd had success on the big stage in Origin, but he hadn't, he hadn't done it for Newcastle before. He hadn't been the been the best player on the field for them in a game that really, really, truly mattered. Newcastle were on the canvas after 40 minutes. They were down 16-6. They looked really shocked by the Raiders' physicality and energy and the spectacle of the day, you know, the, the pressure that was that was on them because they're playing at home and it's their first home final in nearly 20 years. And they haven't won a final in 10 years and they've won nine games in a row and everyone's saying they're premiership dark horses. It, it kind of got to them. But in the second half, it was Ponga who changed it. Gibbon flicked half the man, full back the beat, sends it back to his right to Carlin Ponga and he's able to score right between the posts. 
And then he set up two tries almost straight after that, you know? And, and like, he was the one who who changed things for the Knights. You know, there's a lot of good players out there and a lot of good players can play well when their team's on top. But the truly great players, to me, are the ones who, when the chips are down and the team's struggling, can turn the tide and can turn the tide almost on their own. And that's kind of how it felt watching Ponga on Sunday. It felt to me like we are now seeing his emergence as one of the truly best players in this sport. A guy who is not just good some of the time, he's good all the time, but he's the best when his team needs it. We're about to find out how deep into September a maimed Kalen Ponga can take the Newcastle Knights. Campo, we're going to enjoy the journey. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Stacky. Headlines. AFL and Blues coach Michael Voss has indicated Jack Silvani is unlikely to return to the side for this weekend's do-or-die final with the Melbourne Demons. The Carlton veteran was considered a huge chance to come into the side in the absence of the injured Harry Mackay, but it seems Matt Kennedy is likely to be favoured instead. Wallabies front rower Taniela Tupo was among Australia's best in the World Cup opener against Georgia, so Eddie Jones won't be pleased that he's picked up a hamstring issue ahead of the enormous clash with Fiji. The so-called Tongan Thor has shown an ability to be a game-breaker for the Wallabies, but he has battled injuries throughout his career. Hopefully he can get to the start line for Monday morning's clash. And Great Britain has handed Australia a painful defeat in Manchester in the Davis Cup. Thanasi Kokonakis and Alex Dimonor both suffered three set defeats. Crucially, Matt Ebden and Max Purcell won the doubles. France and Switzerland are in the same group. And the top two teams go through to the final eight in November. It's going to be tight. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Poppy Penny. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. And thanks to Channel 9 for the extra audio used in this episode. Hi, if you like sports stories, you should take a listen to Episode 7 of Headroom, The Belief Series. You'll meet Amna Kara Hassan, an Australian Muslim woman who founded the Auburn Tigers. This was one of the first women's football teams in Western Sydney and one of the first to encourage Muslim women to come and play sport. But if you like sports daily, check out my interview with Amna Kara Hassan on Headroom, The Belief Series with me, James Valentine.